1: Hard Talk Volume sixty five. I am Big Daddy, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Felicia Brown.
2: Hello, everyone. Hi, Big Daddy. Uh, How are you? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful Monday today.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, we are about today. Uh, anybody that's listening who wants to join in on the conversation, the number is 718-508-9883. Call in um, at any time about anything that we're talking about, any subject that we're talking about, please call in and contribute in the conversation. Um, It was a busy week um, as far as news and this, that, and the fourth. First thing I want to start this off with, and this is going to lead right into our first subject and what we want to talk about is I want to say condolences to the, uh, Cooper family. If, um, any one of the members of that family is listening, I just want to say condolences and people who don't know who that is. That is my daughter's mother's people. They just lost one of the patriarchs of their family. And, um, she died of cancer, uh, last right. night about, um, 930 last night she passed away and um she had medicare and because she had medicare a lot of the things that could have been probably prevented weren't prevented and a lot of times she couldn't afford to go to the doctor for different things and um when they finally did diagnose her with the cancer, the cancer was already too far gone. She had bone marrow cancer as well as breast cancer. I'm sorry, lung cancer. And mm. both things, it went too far. And um, she was put into hospice last week. And this is one of the first times, because I know when people normally say they give you a X X amount of time to live, the people normally live past that point. Maybe a month or a week or whatever. But this is the first time where, to me, this has happened to me. or well, not happened to me, but that I witnessed that she went to the doctor and found all that out on, well, she went to the hospital and found out all that out on Tuesday. And they gave her, like, two weeks to live. And she passed Sunday. So she didn't even make it to the two weeks they gave her. Wow. So, yeah. So it was really that far gone in her body and was leading it into. And this is where I want Felicia, you to elaborate a little bit better than I can on this care that um, Congress has asked. And the one I read, and my memory is a little shaky. so I can't remember everything, but this is disgusting as far as health care. Felicia, can you please, like, elaborate on this? Well, first of all, okay.
2: condolences. Yeah, condolences to your family. Um, my father passed away from cancer two years ago, too, and I don't even know, you know, what type of health care or anything he had, if he had any. Um, <clears throat> but I know I have my own issues with health care, so it's just really disheartening um, to see Um I guess the right be so happy that they've passed it. And to me it's not even it doesn't seem genuine or concerning enough, you know, that they care about us. To me it just seems like they just wanted to get, um, President Obama's, you know, order out of here. Um, I saw a video that really disturbed me. Um, and you know, when, I'm pretty sure the left had their holes in their policies, too, but um, reporters were axing the right wing and, you know, Trump's cabinet, did you read the policy at all? And it was pretty much no all across the board. And this is something that affects everyone. It affects, I forget how many millions it affects, but it's like double-digit millions um, that this health care affects. And they didn't even read it. So I'm not one to wish bad on people, but I do believe in karma, and I feel like they're not going to understand until it hits somebody in their family. And they're not going to know because they didn't read it. So it's just really, really sad. And um, if anybody knows or is keeping up with worldwide news, which you should be, France just elected their new president and um Emmanuel Macron, and um uh, Macron and um he's the complete opposite of Trump. He's so about equality, so about healthcare and helping the people, um, and I'm so glad that he won because his opposing candidate, um, Le Pen, she's just like Trump. And I'm sitting Whoa. here and I'm like you know what's wrong with us that we can't adapt and you know go along with like pretty much the rest of the the rest of the world at least Europe, Europe and you mm-hmm. know Canada, our neighbors to the north. It's just so horrible, and I'm I'm kind of jealous. I'm like looking out the window, <laughs> like a teenager looking out the window, like. <sighs> I wanna be in France right now, you know?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. horrible.
2: It's really bad. But, you know, please look into your health care. Read all those, you know, fine lines. If you can, I know it's so hard, but try to get a job that has built in health care for you. Yes. That seems to be the you easiest just took it right way. Out my mouth. Yeah, um, and I know that's hard, too. People are struggling to even find jobs. So how are you going to find yes. a job that has good health care, you know? It's really yes. hard, yes. and they don't care about us. And I think the people that voted for that's him are too, they're too prideful to admit, but this, this is bad. It's not good. This isn't even a year into his presidency. This is 100 days into his presidency, so it's bad.
1: And to piggyback off of of what you just said, we are supposed to be the richest, most powerful country in the world. And we have people that are dying because they can't afford health care. But if you go to our neighbors to the north, like you just said, their health care is free. How is that? How is that? How do they work it out and we can't? Right. I don't get it because you know why? Because the Americans are just so greedy, and the rich get richer the poor don't get a blankety-blanket thing like it's still alive from New Jack City. And it's a shame. and It is a shame. And I was blessed that I was able to get a job with good health care. But then I, lost, well, I didn't lose the job. I went out on disability. And I've just been blessed, you know, with different things here and there. But I feel bad for people who, one, can't get a good job, and two, who get a job where the healthcare is not that great. And it's a struggle. And Lord help if something happens, if it's an illness that pops up, and you can't afford you know, the, the, the medicine or just a doctor's appointment, this, that, and the fourth, what happens to you? Watch did John Q? I hate to put that in there, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. It's sad. It's sad, and because because this 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 arrogant jerk, orange bastard wants to just obliterate everything that President Obama did because of his racism and that he didn't like Obama from jump street that he didn't take the time to put together at least something if Obamacare was was that messed up, we could have got together and tweaked it and made it better or made it work. Not mm-hmm. just destroyed everything, just say okay, we're going to put this in there and say, screw y'all. It's not right. It's not right. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to affect us. And it's like they're trying to kill us. And that's just how I feel. And maybe I've been watching too much um, uh, old Tupac interviews and stuff like that and then I watched a scene from um, Boys in the Hood where Lawrence Fishburne was talking (laughs) about gentrification and how um, Mm -hmm. they want us to kill ourselves. That's why they put a liquor store and a gun shop in the same neighborhood and you know, and how crack is coming to the country. We don't own no planes, but there's the crack. And that's another story for another time. But I'm just saying, that's what it feels like. And for me, it hurts me because I have children, and my children have to live through this. And anybody's children that's young, you know, have young children or at least children that's that's going to be adults, they have to live through whatever garbage that Donald Trump gives us, at least until the next president comes in. And maybe the next president will be able to clean up whatever garbage Trump is laying down. Because I hope he'll make it past these four years. I hope the the four I'm not wishing no ill will on him. Don't put it like that. I'm just saying, I hope after the four years that we voted him out. That everybody would have wised up. But there's still people who's watched what he's done in these 100 days and still support him. And it's disgusting. And I'm going to share a quick story, real quick, really fast. I was at Chickie and Pete's Saturday, and I'm walking out of this Saturday, and what did I see? This grumpy old dude, Caucasian man, I said it, sitting there with a bright-ass red hat on, making America great again. And he's looking at me like I'm a piece of trash. I'm Hmm. like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Everything this jerk has done, you still got people to support what he's done. And there's going to be people that's, yeah. that's, that's going to support him because there's a lot of closed-minded, ignorant people in the world. And, and you
2: know, that's that been going on before he was even elected. So now they just feel like it's okay, and that's scary.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I've been watching videos here and there, and you're going to – what could be funny, uh, different videos as on star where – um. You see different, yeah I know You see different people saying Obama's not in office no more So I don't give a shit about you He's my friend mm. or, Donald Trump's in office And I'm entitled It was like just certain mm. Caucasians just Thought that they were oppressed Because Obama was in office And now since Trump is in We can do whatever we want to do again mm. I had a coworker years ago before when Obama first won or no Obama was running and we were all talking politics and this coworker said, I want to take things back the way they we were before. And we were like, to where, what was before about 50 years ago? When, um, oh my gosh. That's exactly what he said to how it was 50 years ago. This at to form. That's where I turned around and looked at him. I said, you know, 50 years ago, we didn't even have the right to vote and y'all was kicking us in the ass. Hmm. And then I had another Mm. coon defending what he just said. Well, you know, he don't know any better. He was raised up in, in his neighborhood. He knew what he was saying. He knew exactly what he was saying. He knew exactly what he was saying. And I called him out on it. But then I was militant. Like, no, I called you out on what you said. You're a racist pig. But I digress. <laughs> um, we just really need to keep this whole situation in prayer and let the Lord mm-hmm. do what the Lord does. Prayerfully, the Lord, and I going to say prayer because mm-hmm. I know the Lord will get us out of any situation as long as we continue to believe. You got anything else on this, Felicia, before we move on?
2: No, just, you know, prayer for the for the country. <laughs> prayer for the world really
1: so, yeah. yeah last night was the MTV awards
2: <laughs> and
1: I, I'm not big on award shows so I didn't watch it but Felicia I know you watched a little bit of it so I just wanted you to you know speak on what you saw or whatever <laughs>
2: it's not to be confused with the the MTV uh, video music awards. I think that usually comes on in September, but this was the MTV movie and TV awards, which is different because it used to just be the MTV uh, movie awards, but they've merged movies and TV together. And, um, I turned it off rather quickly. I had to watch the the Princess Diana interview last night. Um, How <laughs> was that? EDC. It was I okay. Think I was coming it, was, on. It, it wasn't you know too much that we didn't already know. It kind of okay. Shed her in a bad light, Actually, it shed her as kind of a a whore. A what? I still love I still love Princess Diana And she was a great You know humanitarian So that's that But the MTV okay. Movie and TV Awards Last night I, I don't know it's, It kind of lines up With what we were just talking about With Trump and you know How people are treating one another um, I don't know I, I, I'm not a fan of this Politically correct you know, way we have to go about speaking and talking to each other. I mean, it seems like everybody that gets up and wins an award now <laughs> has to make this long speech about,
1: Yeah. you know, yeah.
2: We, we are all equal. We get that. We do have to treat each other respectfully. We get that. You know, um, more opportunities are open for black entertainers. We get that. But you guys, just keep it short, thank the fans, you know, thank whatever you believe in, and get off the stage. Everybody wants to be a humanitarian now, and it's just bad. I didn't see this years ago. Um, I saw a select few of celebrities being, you know, so activist-like, and it's just bad now. It's so bad. There's an award for every single thing. There's an award for every type of person. You know, your craft is text, so get an award for good acting. I don't care if you're black, white, green, or anything. If you act well, you deserve an award, and there was just a lot of people that didn't deserve awards, and they got these awards because they were transgender or, you know, just anything. They spoke out against this. They spoke out against that. No, if you're a good actor or an actress, you deserve an award. I don't care. I mean, you know, but it's 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 too much. We need to find that line, you know?
1: Yes. I agree with you. I don't know.
2: So I turned it off rather quickly.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm not big on award ceremonies anyway. And no, I know. It's funny you said that because I kind of sort of noticed that. Because always, like, the day after awards, I look at the vid- different videos that go up of different people speaking in this, that, and the fourth.
2: Mm-hmm. And I've noticed
1: over different um, different awards and ceremonies, whatever, there's always one or two people who give this great big long speech about, you know, po- politically correct stuff. And it's like, okay, that's enough. You know what I'm saying? We get it. Everybody right. gets it. Let it go. Like everybody, because you know what I think they're doing now? I think they're using that so they can be talked about. In a different oh, light absolutely. the next day, absolutely, like, wow, still was so powerful, such and such did this and that, and then on this show, and that show talking about what how much a hero they are this, that and the fourth and blah 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 they', so they true. they're taking this platform and using it to promote themselves and not really promote the actual they're speaking like if you want to do something, don't believe do something.
2: It's so true. There's it's you know it's like it. it's like nowadays people are taking the easier route and being infamous rather than being famous off of their talent. So
1: Exactly. That's Because yeah. one thing I can say about Colin Kaepernick is that everybody got down on him. He did get blackballed for the NFL with the damn But even with that he donated money to different causes. And he just recently mm-hmm. donated, like, a suit that he had to, like, a homeless shelter. And that, that the suit was, like, really expensive that he donated. So they, they're taking the suit and they're selling it and getting the money that, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he is actually doing things in the community. He just didn't take the one knee and didn't just say, screw it. And anybody that's against him that doesn't realize that this man is really just, fed up with what he said, and he wants to take a stand and screw you, too. And for people like Stephen A. Smith to talk so much trash about this man, screw you, too. <laughs> then it comes to a point in time where, it's like, somebody has to stand up for something, and it's just a damn shame that this man is getting punished and getting blackballed from the NFL because he spoke mm-hmm. his mind. <laughs> so, I'm going to let that go Anything else you want to say, Alicia?
2: No It's just, I don't know Let's just be adults, you know You don't have to be as ignorant as Trump But you don't have to be as You know Walking on eggshells As, you know They would want us to be, I guess we don't have to be cupcakes and rainbows, but you don't have to be fiery darts either, you
1: know? Yeah, true that. True that. Okie doke. Well, we're going to take a commercial break, and then um, we're going to come back. I'm going to talk about the KCW show that happened this Saturday and the one that's coming up this Saturday. And then we're going to talk some um, WWE. Felicia has some... NXT news that she wants to say And she wants to share And uh, we got mm-hmm. two movie reviews And um, we'll put a puppy uh, We'll put a bow on this puppy right? <laughs> uh, Let's just, just put, a pup, put a puppy On this bow put a, uh, you,
2: you know a puppy.
1: what I I on? like puppies It's just when they grow up and be, become dogs They're paying the butt But when they're puppies they're cute Anyway Uh, Let's take this commercial break, and we'll be right back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 65.
0: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Holmes. For $5 today you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza... $5 $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause. www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. What up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to Teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics, Philadelphia to check out our Wacky stories page on Facebook.
1: And we're back. Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 65. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined by Alicia Brown.
2: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us.
1: Alicia Brown with her beautiful brown eyes.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Trust me, fellas, they're hypnotizing. Anyway Um <laughs> Talk about the K C W show this past Saturday. It was uh in Brumald, Pennsylvania. Decent mm. show. Decent show. I thought it was very good. Um didn't draw as well as we had hoped, but it drew enough. The kids were really into it. Um, Lamar James defended the KCW Heavyweight Championship, beating Mr. Ooh La La in a um, very good match. I'm going to just come out and say, everybody knows Lamar James is my son. And and he was trained by me. And I was very (laughs) proud of him during this match because Mr. Ooh La La has been wrestling for 30 years plus. Mm. And Jared, I'm sorry, Lamar James held himself very well with this veteran. And I felt the the match went off decent. You know, it was a couple of glitches here and there where I would have, you know, what comes with experience and time. But to be as young as he is, as green as he is, his charisma Mm. in the ring as well. And this is one of the matches where I didn't stand down at the ring with him. I, I stood in the back and let him do this on his own. And what I really respected about this match was that, let's be real, everybody knows what wrestling is, okay? We all know that it's sports entertainment. We all know that it's choreographed. We all know this. It is what it is at this point. But a lot of this match was called in the ring. And to do that with a greeny. It's hard. Jerry did well with everything pretty much being called right there on the spot, like old school. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of him because he handled himself very well. And it came off pretty good. And I can't wait to watch the video. Um,
2: Congratulations to him. Yeah, thank
1: you. Thank you.
2: And to you, too.
1: <laughs> thank you. Just um, with him, him, he's supposed to be calling me today. So if he's listening, you didn't call me. But we have to work out a schedule so he can come down here and train a little bit more often. I think that's the main thing is train, train, repetition, repetition. And that's what I think he needs. Uh Faye Jackson was on the show against Trinity. Trinity um went over in the match. Good match. Um you can see where some of the polish is starting to come off. Faye Jackson is not as campy. She wasn't as campy as she usually is as far as the dancing and the twerking and this, that, and actually, it was a very competitive match. Again, I've seen some things I would have tweaked, but, you know, it is what it is. But the match came off well, and she kind of complimented me, too, um, afterwards, saying, like, some of her interests and some of the things that she does, she she remembers during the time when she was with me and valeting for me, and she watched how I interacted with the crowd during matches. And how I interacted, you know, during my entrance or whatever, and she kind of mm-hmm. puts that in the back of her hand and remembers. And I'm like, wow, somebody like somebody mm-hmm. else was taking notes, so that was cool. Um, Two cold Scorpio won um, a fatal four way with Homicide, Black G's, and Devin Moore. Really good match. Two cold Scorpio wrestles like he was still in his early thirties to be fifty something. Does very well. Um Demolition and Smooth Aggression beat Bad Karma in South Philly's finest and uh oh um Survivor series style tag match. This was Demolition's last match wrestling. They're retiring from the wrestling business. They're still going to go to conventions. They still come to wrestling shows, but they're not going to wrestle.
2: Mm. Demolition
1: Smash had knee replacement surgery nine months ago and was instructed not to wrestle anymore. But he wanted to do this one last match, so he did. And Demolition was such nice guys in the locker room. And these are the type bets vets that we still need around this business, excuse me, because they were very nice. They came in. They shook everybody's hands. They joked. They kid. They talked about old times and old stories. Um, They talked to, to Lamar James, like, you know, talked, you know, the old line, talking to the young line about different things to do and not do, and he soaked that all in. Like, wow, I used to see them, him sitting there listening to them talk, and he really soaked it all in, and that was good. Because a bunch of indie guys could talk about whatever. But to hear from somebody who was in the WWE in the golden years of the WWE, and until New Day broke that record, they held that tag team titles for 400 and some odd days, you know, that was an honor to sit there with them. And they mm-hmm. actually did speak about that, which I wanted to talk about in the show. You know, I had my my listening. <laughs> I had my antennas <laughs> up while they were talking about that, and um, I even I went to smash and said if I could have a mark out moment, he cracked up laughing, and I said I, I asked him about the whole Blacktop Bully, Dustin Rose, um, mm-hmm. because you know they both got fired after that um that Blacktop match they had hey. on the WCW pay per view. And um, he said they got fired because they both bled, which wasn't supposed to happen. But he said they were told to by um, one of the uh, um, one of the field agents had told them to, told them to do it. So after it happened, you know, the match went on. They said the match was a lot longer than what was on TV. So, you know, they did the match, they went home, and he said he got a call the next day from Eric Bischoff. And Bischoff said, I got good news and I got bad news. He said, okay, what's the good news? Good news is you guys had one hell of a match, and we really enjoyed it. He said, what's the bad news? Bad news is you're fired.
2: Aww. He's like, what?
1: He was Aww. like, yeah, because you guys bled, we had to fire you. So you're fired. Yeah. And he said, so I'm fired? He was like, you're fired, Dustin's fired, and the person who told you to do it is fired. So three wow. people got fired behind that. But he said the good thing about it was, Bishop told him, we got to fire you from now, let some time go past, and we'll hire you back. Because it yeah. felt bad. So he got fired, brought him back, with a bigger contract than what he had before, mm-hmm. and he was only working three nights a month. So, yeah. He might have took a little hit behind that match, but he ended mm-hmm. up there screw you at the end because he made more money than he did before and only had to work um three nights a month, which was cool. And then we went into the whole WWE thing in the Hall of Fame. Now, check this out. Everybody's arguing. Next time you get in your wrestling group, you could tell this story. Everybody's arguing about them getting in the Hall of Fame and how come they haven't got in yet and this, that, and the fourth. Guess what? They don't give a crap. They said if it happens, it happens, but they really don't care. It doesn't mean that much to them. They got this lawsuit in about concussions. And since this lawsuit has been in, they've changed their policy about concussions. And they're content with that. And they're proud of the fact that they had to change some certain things for the boys that's in there now. So it's not as bad. But they said if they want to call them up and put them in the hall of fame, fine. If not, it is what it is. What was you about to say? I'm sorry.
2: No, I just think it's really cool that they're basically saying, you know, if we could help one person, then, you know, our whole WWE career wasn't in vain. And I think that's really commendable.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You put things a lot better than how I put it. But that's pretty much how the story was going. And that's what the message he was saying. Uh, Smash was telling the story. X. Actually, too busy worried about getting a cheesesteak and a beer, which was funny too. Because <laughs> they came in and they was like, all right, so what's the best place to get a cheesesteak at? So, three different places came up. Um, one, wrestler, Pat's or... one wrestler said Pats. No! Another wrestler said Geno's.
2: Geno's? Ah!
1: No, there's so I many
2: other Tony places Hoops. besides tourist traps.
1: Look, I wasn't sending them down to Max Cheese Steaks. Now, I've written down, you know, I wasn't sending them down Max. Now, Max's people are saying now has like the best cheese steaks in the city. But I wasn't yeah, sending them I... down North Philly to get it. <laughs> 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 I think they do better in South Philly than they would in North Philly mm. and that's why I said just go to um the Tony Lukes and um, Smash said can you get a beer in there and I'm like no and he was like without the beer I don't want the steak I wouldn't have had a beer in the steak and everybody cracked up laughing but they were really good guys and um it was a really good night as far as uh, wrestling go ahead what'd you say
2: no, I was going to say, if you wanted a beer and a steak, you would have probably had to send them in the hood because that's the only place where you can probably get both.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, I don't um... think he got both that night. <laughs> Damn sure wasn't sending them down North Philly to get it.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, if y'all do go down there, y'all better put y'all demolition stuff back on.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: At least y'all might scare that's a couple funny. people. That is funny. And uh, what was cool was um, even they wrestled their last match. They didn't want a whole great big to do behind, you know, at the end. They left the ring, and we all clapped for them when when they was in the locker room, and, you know, mm-hmm. and they shook everybody's hand and left. But they didn't want to do a whole big thing out there, and I just thought it was like the coolest thing. So that was the KCW show uh, this past Saturday. Next. For the Saturday coming, there's going to be a show at Sugar House. That's what um Cream Horton was talking about last week on the show. There's a taco fest and, and um <laughs> a wrestling show this Saturday. Tito Santana and Manny Fernandez will be on the show. I'm sorry if I keep laughing, but the fact that they're having a taco <laughs> show and having two Mexican wrestlers, I just think it's hilarious. Um uh, I will yeah. be there. Felicia Brown will be there.
2: Yes. <clears throat>
1: And um if anybody's listening and you're there and you come down, come up, say hi to us, you know, say what's up, we'll take a picture together, blah blah blah. But yeah, it's this Saturday, Sugar House, I don't know it's time yet, so I'll post the time on my um on the totally driven website as well as I'll put it on my personal um Facebook page or whatever at time when it starting, but it definitely at Sugar House this Saturday so anybody come on down check out some wrestler to eat some tacos I'm definitely going to get you a I? couple tacos and um, Alicia Brown has some NXT news so
2: oh rock and roll. Um, I was I always do a little research, you know, see what's going on before we do the show. And I saw some really heartbreaking and, you know, sad news for NXT. Um as you know, um NXT TakeOver Chicago is coming up. Um which is pretty cool cuz I thought they only did their pay-per-views surrounding the big four pay-per-views for, you know, WWE. But yeah. um There's supposed to be a four-way women's match for the NXT women's title. You know, Asuka has been undefeated since she pretty much Mm -hmm. came um, to NXT. Mm -hmm. Um, It's supposed to have um, Ember Moon, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross in the match. Um, I did not Mm -hmm. notice this. If anybody watched NXT last week, I did. I didn't notice it. But apparently, it seems there was an injury in that match. No. Um, And it turns out that Ember Moon will not be competing in this four-way match for the
0: NXT Women's
2: Champion. Yeah, um, she had a shoulder injury from when Asuka came in the ring and attacked them um, after the match. And with this shoulder injury, it looks like she's going to be out four to five weeks. So that's a month. I don't know if it's, you know, part storyline, kind of like with um, Naomi and her title, but it just seems a little suspicious that two and, you know, call me Speak
1: on cynical it. Speak or on it.
2: whatever, but it just seems Speak a little, um, you know, what's that word, um, <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> yeah, suspicious, Yeah. Um, you know, or um, that two African-American, you know, female wrestlers that are doing very well, highly athletic, um, liked by the crowd, you know, liked by not just the casual fans, you know, not just the the indie fans, but the casual fans, too. It just seems really suspicious that before their big title match, because you know she was going to win it. Um, yeah. Before before their big title match or their big, you know, pushing over, if you will, that you know they had to go out and be injured before. So I don't know. It's it's I don't know.
1: Speak weird to me. You said
2: it. You said it. <laughs> but I, I I really wish her well. She is kind of, you know, still playing it as it's a storyline, but she said that she's going to come back better than ever if anybody sees, you know, the footage of her and her sling and just really sad. I mean, I don't know what this match is going to be like without Ember Moon because I love Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, and Taker her but I don't think anybody else is going to match the ring skill and intensity that Oscar brings like Ember Moon was about to do. So as of now, I either want Nikki Cross to win or Oscar to retain.
1: I want Oscar to retain just so Ember could take it off her.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: That's all I'm saying.
2: So That's sad. all I'm saying.
1: But you said it. And and screw it. I'm going to say it. I'll be damned if they only drop that title and all of a sudden Ember Moon gets it. That next big day's hard talk, that's all I'm going to freaking talk about. Oh my gosh. That's all I'm going to talk about because that's <laughs> crap. You know what I'm talking about. You said it. You said it. You said it. You Anyway, all right, let me, calm down. <laughs> let me calm down. But it's a shame. It's a shame. Why it does it have to be like shame. that? Why? All right. <laughs> Anything else for the subject you want to talk about? Before you know, we can-
2: um, I'm excited this is for damn shame. NXT It is a shame. It is a shame. It seems like, you know. One step forward, two steps back, kind of, and and Mm -hmm. it really just goes to show how um, NXT, you know, put all their, you know, main females over to the main roster, and they're kind of lacking, which makes me look forward to, if anybody doesn't know, they're actually having a women's
1: uh version yes, of the yes,
2: cruiserweight yes. championship challenge
1: can and and, European.
2: Uh, European, right so I'm kinda yeah. looking forward to this. I'm, I'm i think that's to say a is in this <laughs> I,
1: I, I think um I think that's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be very good. Yeah. Uh the cruiserweight one I enjoyed. Um the I European loved one it. I really didn't watch. No um, you didn't it was no, great. I didn't really watch it. And I heard it was good. So the women's one I'm gonna enjoy and I heard they were trying to do a Japanese one too. That's probably oh, wow. gonna come up after the women's one. So wow. I think that's a good idea, just getting you, you know, exposure on a different thing. I think the women's one's gonna be really good because I think that's where you really need help at as far as the WWE and their women's division. You need fresh faces you need fresh people. The cruiserweights yeah. was cool because because it was a cruiserweight niche that had to be filled. So they filled that cruiserweight niche, which was cool. Now I think they're oversaturating it because you got them on Monday night as well as two one five or two o five. Yeah, and I think it's a bit much. But I'm glad you brought them in because that's something that have been lacking over the years. And you need to do that with the women, too, because you're going to bring in different styles, women, different. Oh, they don't do all a bunch of Barbies, either. Like, have them different shapes, right. different sizes, different, ethnic, not, backgrounds, yeah. <laughs> different <laughs> ethnic backgrounds. Different ethnic backgrounds. Yeah, I know. I know. Just and choice. I think it'll be good. Don't have a bunch of Barbie dolls in it, because I'm not going to watch it. Anywho. Raw tonight, SmackDown tomorrow. Um the pay-per-view is next weekend? No, it's the 30th. Yeah. Okay, so that's a while off. So Raw SmackDown, blah blah blah. We're gonna move on to movie reviews. Did 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 Raw
2: <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did. Oh, what is going
1: on? <laughs> the first movie <laughs> that we're gonna review was um Unforgettable. <clears throat> <clears throat> Starring um,
2: <laughs> Rosario Dawson.
1: Yeah, thank you. Rosario Dawson. And who was the other chick?
2: Catherine Heigel.
1: Yeah, that's how forgettable it was. But no, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, It wasn't bad. It was the typical stalker type of, you know, get even at the end style movie. Um, I just felt as though Rosario Dawson didn't carry her role well. And I felt like the movie could have went so much deeper it was a thing where they were talking about both of them and had um mental um you know mm-hmm. had mental breakdowns or whatever. And I think you could have went so far into that that it would have it would have been better if they went into that. But they did they just scratched the surface. The husband in this movie to me was a punk, and mm-hmm. he took the wife side or the ex-wife side. Over current girlfriend, that's just something you don't do. Like if there's an ex, is an ex. If the it current is a current. And he was just he was very flip floppy back and forth, and he, I wanted to kick his ass. Um, the little girl in there was a little annoying at times. It was just it was a typical <laughs> it was a typical movie, and um, you can see where it's probably going to be a two. If they made if this movie made over what it took to produce it, then they'll make it two. So I don't know how much they they put in to make it and how much it made in the theaters, but if it made more money than what it took to make trust me, it's going to be a two because they left a window open at the end. i give it two Big Daddy Booties. Yeah, i give it a two because it could have been a lot better if they would have just dug a little deeper, but it was what it was. What do you give it?
2: Um, I'm actually not a big fan of Katherine Heigl, but I think she did a really good job. Um, Rosario Dawson, you know, take her or leave her, she's not one of my favorites either, but she served the purpose. I think they could have got someone a little more stronger for that role to kinda carry it. And maybe yeah. they would have made a little more money, um, just to get some star power in there. Um Yeah. But you're def- you're definitely right about the guy. I don't I'm not even familiar with who he is. Um so, you know, there's that. But his role was just horrible, too. He's such a punk. I actually don't... I agree with you that um, they left a lot of holes open. Um, A lot of the movie is implied, and that's why I don't think that there will be a two. I think the ending is implied. Kind of, you know, make what you will of it. Usually movies Mm -hmm. of that... um, Of that nature, don't get a sequel. Thank God, because you know what can you do, pretty much. Um, Mm. So, but I'm with you. I give it a two, two and a half. Um, It was your typical, you know, hands are off the cradle type movie. Um, But I thought it was well done. Yeah, they hit on a topic that um, that these type movies don't usually hit on. You know, it's usually just oh, the ex is crazy, let's kill her. But this one delved into why the ex is crazy. And
1: mm-hmm. actually the
2: protagonist and the antagonist kind of mirrored each other. So it was pretty yeah. cool.
1: And that's what I think was the best part about it, was they kind of mirrored one another. And that's why I, that's why I keep saying, like, they could have dug into that. And I think it would have been better if they did, but they just kind of they glossed over it and they let it go. Yeah because no. even with Rosario Dawson's character, she had been getting beat up by her ex um, right. boyfriend or whatever and I thought as though he was stupid because <laughs> she said the, she had I not to spoil too much of the movie but it is what it is she had had a restraining order against him so as soon as the restraining order is up she sends him a text and he's like hey babe I miss you so much and send me your dirty draws and You know, and and they having this sexting thing back and forth, but if you just had it, if somebody had a restraining order against me, and all of a sudden they hit me up out of the blue, I'm not going nowhere near that. Right. And he went right went to win the house, he was in the house chilling. It was just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) it was a two. It could have been a lot better. Um... The next movie was the probably the, the biggest movie in the theaters this weekend was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, same cast it was the first time around. Uh, kudos Dave Bautista because you know he's a wrestler yeah. and any wrestler that gets a mainstream movie, I'm like, yes, good job, and I think he, he I think he did a good job. To me, the movie was good. You know, I'm not going to say it was the greatest Marvel movie i ever seen in my life, and I'm not going to say it was the worst. I thought it was very, you know, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, the story was pretty good. Uh, kudos to Kurt Russell was in it. It um, mm-hmm. looked like he hasn't really aged a bit. You know, he was good. Um, surprisingly, Sylvester Stallone was in it, and I didn't know he was in the movie. But yeah, he was in it. And, um... You know, Chris Pratt, uh Zoe Sandal, um Ben <laughs> Diesel. hmm Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Vin Diesel, baby group, which that character stole my heart. He's so cute. Yes.
2: Merle
1: <laughs>
2: from The Walking Dead. You gotta watch Walking Dead. He who was great that? in it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris With the father. Mall. Yeah.
1: Okay. Was it UD? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good in it. Um.
2: And he was that Bradley. good in Walking Dead, too. So you gotta watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper was Rocket. Typical funny. You know, good movie. I give it a three booties. I give it a three. You know, it was all tied into the, um, you know, the Marvel universe, and they're all going to come together again. You know, for Infinity Wars. Which the only thing I was surprised that they it was no mention of the Infinity Stones in this movie. There was no mention to it at all, and that kind of shocked me because you know that's what all these movies.
2: There was one mention
1: about how, um, was his name Peter held it? Oh, uh, yeah, he held it. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, yes. That yeah. was it. Yes, that was only mentioned. So I mentioned about the Infinity Stones. But I just thought, you know, because all these movies are tying together and coming to these Infinity Stones, you know, the,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the Infinity Wars. So I thought they would have mentioned it, or at least led into the Infinity Wars, at least talked you know, at least had a little sneak um, of. Um, I forgot the villain's name, but you know what I'm talking about. The main villain in Infinity Wars, and he wasn't even in it at all. I only mentioned him because, you know, um, because both um, Zoe Sandow, Sandow and... Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's their father.
1: Mm. So... That's only mentioned to him, but he wasn't in it at all. He was in the first one a lot, so I'm surprised they didn't have him in the second one like that. So I give it a three. What do you give it?
2: Well, I'm someone that didn't really get into the Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. I know. Um, but I really liked it. Um, it kind of takes you into a whole nother, no pun intended, galaxy, if you will. But it's it's like a superhero movie but it's not, it's really fun, I thought the humor was well placed, really well placed, I thought it was well done it wasn't corny or anything and um, I saw an interview with Vin Diesel, which I think it's amazing how he does baby group voice, but um, mm-hmm. he said this is the first movie of his that he can take his kids, and I'm sitting back thinking, they dropped a couple curse words in this movie, so I don't know if you would really take your kids as under, like, you know, 12, but um, I liked it, it was enjoyable, um, I'm gonna give it a 3.5, sure. uh, yes, they did, why'd you have to say it?
1: I can say shit. Stop, but stop. I can say it. here's the thing. Is shit a curse word on TV oh now because my God. This, it is,
2: this, is but this, it's 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 not on like T V that's shown, you know, when kids aren't supposed to be sleeping.
1: If it's a re if it's a reword that's on and they say shit, they don't bleep out the shit. They still say shit.
2: But your kids shouldn't be watching these shows
1: anyway. They shouldn't. But I'm just saying that these shows, you know, they don't, there's no, only thing you can't say on TV anymore is the F word. Or M effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed this on the previews to Baywatch. (laughs) And this is the previews to Baywatch. The Rock says "pussy," and um, Zach Efron calls The Rock a "dick." And this is in the preview. This is the commercial. Oh so my! Like, what the hell? You say these
2: words so easily.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm fluent in um, foul language. Yeah. Like I took a class. You know, and I can actually teach took a class. class on, You're the
2: professor. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm you have your class.
2: PhD in profanity.
1: Profanity. You know. Yep. You know I don't want to teach that. I wonder what they pay. I would teach One lesson
2: Yes, one lesson profanity while driving.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god. That'd be a good one right there. Profanity while driving, taught by Professor Bristol. <laughs> Hi, oh, guys. And I had people in a little mock, you know, a little mock cars they used to have in driver's in. Yes.
2: Yeah. Like, no, this
1: is where you say blankety blankety blank. Now say it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for joining us today on Big Daddy's Hard Talk Volume 65. Any last words, Felicia?
2: Hello everyone, just enjoy the week Mother's Day is coming up We will talk about that next Monday But um, Treat your mom to something Mother's Day isn't just uh, For the mothers, it's for your aunts For your grandmothers Any woman figure In your life that really made a difference So please just show them you love them um, Especially to the sons Out there, to the men out there Make the woman feel special And and hopefully, we'll try to do our best to make the men so special next month. <laughs> I do think you guys get shortchanged. I think we'll come We about get shortchanged
1: every year. Yeah.
2: I can agree to that.
1: Just um, everybody out there be careful, be safe, uh, keep it classy, be respectful, stay informed. And um, God bless you all. Uh, KCW this weekend, uh, Sugar House. I'll put up more information as the week goes past. Come on out, eat a taco, say what's up to Big Daddy and Valicia. It's eight days until the NBA lottery. So hopefully the Sixers get a good pick. We'll see what happens on that. And the NBA is really setting up for LeBron versus Steph Curry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the Eastern Conference Finals already. And the Golden State Warriors are about to shut out their series tonight. So they're going to get a big rest before the, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And then they'll meet up in the finals to have the, you know, the the trilogy, to see who's the best between LeBron and Steph, the the current face of the NBA and the future face of the NBA, the baby boy versus the king, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on. As far as that, I love you all. There's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. Let's go, Sixers. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, and even some of the fathers. You could really be some mothers at times. Have a good week, and God bless.
2: Bye, guys. <sighs>